Hi, we're Ed and Lisa Young, and we're here with the Creative Marriage Podcast here on the Exo Marriage Platform. We are so happy that you are with us today because we're going to talk about an incredible topic about how to affair-proof your marriage. We want to make sure that you know the steps involved in making your marriage the best it can be and a pure marriage at that. And it's not just playing defense, it's playing offense as well. That's right. So we're going to talk about a commitment that Ed and I have made to one another to what we call the Ten Commandments of Purity. And I, I'm just going to let you set that up. Ed. Yeah, here's what I here's what I um, have found in my research. And these, these percentages can be a little bit off maybe, but they're in the ballpark. 74% of men and 68% of women would cheat. If there was no way they would get caught, sixty percent of men engage in an extramarital affair. Seems high, but that's what the stats show. And I have the we have a we have hope that people would be better than yeah, that. But sixty eight percent of divorces happen because of a cheating spouse. Okay, yeah, I would, I would believe that. Well, what that tells yeah. us is that uh, promiscuity affairs that it's is prominent. a a prominent thing, no yeah. doubt. And I remember the the story in the Bible of David and Bathsheba. David should have been at war. He was at the peak and pinnacle of his career, yet he found himself doing nothing in the palace. He knew, though, that women would bathe in the afternoon because the water would would, would be warmed by the sun. And he also knew there, there was a beautiful woman bathing that he could see because the palace was higher than any other structure, and her name was Bathsheba. The Bible says David saw her, taking a bath. He looked, he lusted, he called for her. They had sex. And his life really um, began to, to spin out of control. Right. Yes, God forgave him, no doubt. And he, God was known as, he was known as yeah, a man yeah, after yeah, God's but, heart. But, but man, it was... Um, but the consequences were definitely and there. I, I came up with these... Uh, these Ten Commandments of Purity, based on that story, because David was walking on the edge and the ledge, literally, of the palace to see Bathsheba taking a bath. I thought, you know, if he'd been walking around in the middle of of this structure or, or on the middle of the roof, in the middle of the roof, he would not have had this issue. So what I do is, when I teach on this, I take 10 steps back, and each step represents a principle regarding how to affair-proof your marriage. So like you, if you were on the edge, on the edge. and ledge, yes. you would take a step back for mm-hmm. every commandment exactly. that you give. This, exactly. And these are ones that you and I came up with yeah. together. And, and you know, a lot of people have used these. Uh, you can make your own, but but I, I think these these are really strong. Number one, I shall have no other human relationship before Lisa, including... Our children. That's right. I am Ed's number one priority, and Ed is my number one priority. I don't have a girlfriend, a family member other than Ed, who is my number one priority, and that's the same with him. I remember, Ed, when you and I were first married, um, we lived in Houston, and you know we didn't have children at the time, but you spent a lot of time over at your parents' house. Too and, much time. And, and, and I was like, a little bit lonely. Mm-hmm. And you and I had a discussion about this and it was kind of that leave and cleave. Like it, we were brand new married and you realized, you know what? I am Lisa's husband. Yes. Before, Genesis, that's Genesis two twenty four. Right, before I am leave, my parents' cleave, son. Yes. So, yeah. so th- there had been this shift 
because of our marriage. And so at that place in our marriage, mm-hmm. we really solidified the fact that I'm your number one priority and you're n- my number one priority. Yeah, that was a game changer. Number two, the second commandment, remember your date night and keep it holy. Now, a lot of people think date night, uh, that's old date school. Date night, made night. It is, it is, you can't emphasize date night enough because we let that go quick, more quickly than you can and, ever imagine. We'll say, oh, I haven't had a date night in a while. Or, oh, is it really that important? Yes. Date night is the connectivity time. It is set mm-hmm. in stone for us that we're going to gather together. When I say gather, him and me, Whoa. Ed and That's Lisa. It. That's it. It's a connectivity time. Date night is huge. Yes, it is. And, and uh, the the date night, too, is usually planned by by the woman. And I get it. They're, it they're shouldn't more, be. It shouldn't be. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm it saying. It shouldn't be. I think the, the more guys, men we should use. We should use our creativity because, again, before we were married, we were all romantic and creative, and we thought about all these cool little things we would do. And then once we get married, we're like, okay, I'm going to mail it in. I'll just say, go online and look at this, or find a good restaurant, or maybe we can come back home and watch Netflix, whatever. So, so it's 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 we need to take the initiative. And step up and step out and do. But this. I, th- I do think that women we should contribute and make it. Oh, yeah. an equal exchange because mm-hmm. we have creative ideas that our husbands don't have. Our husbands have creative mm-hmm. ideas, and that way we kind of both get to play into this very important thing. Okay, third commandment: Honor Lisa on anniversaries and special days, so that you may live long in the land the Lord has given you. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, our first Christmas, I totally messed up. I, I waited until the 11th hour to buy her Christmas no, no, gift. No, 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 no. 11th hour on Christmas Eve. Oh, 11th, yes. hour, 11th hour on Christmas Eve. And I went to the mall, as before, online. And and I bought her, I hate to confess this, a bathrobe. A purple bathrobe. A purple bathrobe. It was your favorite color. Yeah, but... It was but not it, a good gift. It, it just it, didn't work. It was just, um, I, I mean, you know, bath, I have nothing to get bathrobes. In fact, yeah. I really enjoy bathrobes, but it was more about the fact that I knew he waited to, for the last mm-hmm. minute. And uh, honestly, Ed, which, you know, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Right. Whenever we say we're honestly, yeah, we're I hope we're honest. honest. Yeah, I don't whenever know. you say to be honest with me, it's like, have you been lying to me? When anyone says that, <laughs> so, when anyone says, you, to be honest with you, to be honest with you. Yeah. Okay. Honestly. Yeah as I am always honest, our first anniversaries, we were always at youth camp. So Yeah, like I had a bunch of kids I was responsible for, and Lisa had a bunch of kids that she was responsible for. It always fell on June 26th, which is our anniversary. And so we did not get to actually spend our anniversaries together, but we made it a point. Yeah, we postponed it. To celebrate on a different day. And there have been times where the calendar just did not allow for the celebration on that particular Mm -hmm. time. But the most important thing is is that you are honoring the other person, that you are setting an importance, uh, uh, making it a, a matter of importance to celebrate the person that That's is right. most special to you. And the fourth commandment is, I shall not take the covenant of marriage in vain. Wow. Marriage is... You know how the Ten Commandments, see this is paralleling with those Ten Commandments. I don't take God's name in vain. Don't take the marriage covenant in vain you know like i'm just whip ball and chain <laughs> the old lady you know what i'm saying to you marriage is a 
monumental covenant. It is. And so it's a covenant it's, on steroids, a covenant on HGH. That's what it is. And it's a covenant that God has, we have made with God, That's right. a partnership. And so, yes, we must remember that and keep it holy. And that's why it's even important sometimes to refresh your vows, to look at what you were committed to. to yeah, love. Jimmy and Karen did a great job of that at the recent EXO conference um, at our church, Fellowship Church. That was a powerful moment. And they do it at different We um, should celebrate. We don't celebrate Yeah. Celebrate good times. Come on. Come on. <laughs> that guy that wrote that used to go to our church. That's right. Sir Earl. Sir Earl. Does he still go to our church? I don't think I so. I don't know. But anyway. Yeah, we he, don't know he, where he went Sir for a while. But the covenant of marriage is something that we should celebrate. We should look at our vows on a regular basis to know what we said to each yes. other, how we meant it on that day, mm-hmm. and even to this day. And a lot of times people tell me, well, man, Ed, uh, yeah, I've cheated on my wife, and I didn't really mean it, uh, what, I, what I said in church. I didn't really mean those vows. They say that to me sometimes. Well, then they lied to God. Ooh, I know. Number five, I shall not ride in a car or eat in a restaurant alone with a member of the opposite sex. Now, we get some pushback on this one. Yeah. We hear some people say, hey, with my work, I can't I can't say that. I have to, you know, have lunch with other people. You know, maybe that's true. And maybe you're forced to have a lunch appointment with a member of the opposite sex. But you've got to keep it all on a very, 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 very professional level. You shouldn't be talking about intimate things with this person. And also, it shouldn't become a regular habit. And I would suggest to you that if, if it's becoming awkward, then you talk to your superior, your boss, whomever, and if you relay the reason behind mm-hmm. this commitment, they probably would go, wow, and be very impressed with your commitment to to your spouse and to the marriage. There are ways to work around this, but you must, must, must keep it at a professional level. Commandment six, I shall not travel alone. And that's, that's for me. Usually Lisa and I travel together or I will travel with someone if I'm speaking somewhere, doing a conference or whatever from from our team. And that's just great for accountability, right, right. For, all, for all sorts of reasons. Here's Com- another one that you okay. do, um, number seven. It number says, seven. I shall not counsel a woman uh, with a woman behind closed doors. So means a meeting or any it could right. be a meeting, it could be whatever. So in our context, because we came up with these uh, um, for our marriage, but in our context... There are times where Ed would do counseling, um, I might would do counseling, and if it's a member of the opposite sex, what we do is bring someone else into the counseling session, Yes, and never with closed doors would you be alone with somebody. Right. So these things are seem, maybe they seem- Trite, ext- flippant, oh Yeah, wow. or maybe extreme to you. But it is you don't want to give the devil a foothold in any way, because shape, or form. Foothold. He here's what happens: you give him um, a foothold, and then he gets a stronghold, and then he puts you in that chokehold. Chokehold. That's right. So, Rick perhaps for you, it would be yes. a workout session with a member of the opposite sex. You know, like you just casually, or you know, at the gym, and and now it's convenient to work out with someone of the opposite sex or I don't know, just 
whatever circumstances or situation you might find yourself in, be guarded against any type of alone time with the member of the opposite sex. And the, com- the eighth commandment, oh, this is, uh, they're all major, but I shall not share the details of our marriage with others. The only person that you should share the details of your marriage with would be a trusted counselor. Christian counselor. Yes. Pastor. Yes. And that... Is because this is sacred. What we have together in our relationship, and maybe listen, yeah, you know, a trusted friend or someone. But it has to be a trusted friend. uh, But it has to be a trusted friend that number one, you know, that they want what God wants for your marriage, and number two, that they will not betray your trust. So those are. Those are big things mm-hmm. if you're going to share with someone. And if you share with someone, that is important. One, not with three, four, five different mm-hmm. people, because what will happen is you'll end up belittling your spouse in their eyes. A trusted friend that you that desires for your marriage to succeed and that will hold your confidence. Number nine, I shall not watch, read, or expose myself to sexually explicit shows, books, websites, etc., that's uh, it, it's just in our face in today's culture with with our phones, yes, computers, with with just shows. Also, you know, going we're binge back, watching, yeah, something on one of the different platforms. Boom, boom, boom! Advertisements. I mean, it's just like everywhere. and and you don't even realize Ed the um the level of depravity. And we're not talking about being you know so prudish, prudish and, and, that you know, that, but yeah. but you don't realize. Just a little bit, then a little bit more, and a little bit mm-hmm. more, and all of a sudden you've gone down this slippery slope where you're really viewing things that are just so far away from God that it's going to take you to a place that you don't want to be. And this is especially true when we were talking about traveling alone. When you're in a hotel room, hotels set you up for all that, to, for all of this, to watch shows and to, you know, you're there alone. Why not? And so that's just a huge thing. Well, even more so than that, just our technology. Yeah. Whatever it's at our disposal, but the uh, the tenth one is, I shall remember the implications of committing adultery. Wow! And that's where we need to to borrow pain from the future. Just just fast forward and go, man. If I did that. What would happen to my spouse? What would happen to my kids? What would happen to my career? What I mean, that's that's a heavy, heavy thing to think about. Yeah. And I think more most importantly is what would God think? Because ultimately it's our relationship with God mm-hmm. that is most important. And as we know that God has forgiven us through Christ and he will forgive us. That's right. But there are consequences to our sin. And so he desires the best for us. And if we look at what God feels about us and what God's standard is, then we're going to be especially aware of our spouse and our children and the consequences that our actions might bring. So adopt your own 10 commandments of purity, 10 ways to affair proof your marriage. Agree upon them. Maybe during a date night or whatever. Yes. And and that will really, really help you in so many ways. It'll help you have a mutually fulfilling, satisfying, creative marriage. Hey, give us a five-star review. That's five stars. Star, stars. Thanks for watching. 
Check out the EXO platform. Check out the Creative Marriage podcast and other podcasts. And we'll see you next time for The Creative Marriage.